G'day guys, Big Fat Dars here. Um, <clears throat> just uh, bef- before we get to the show, I just thought I'd let you know that uh, if ever you hear <laughs> during this episode, um, Dark à l'orange, Dark à l'orange, um, <clears throat> just know that that's um, in post-edit, uh, J-Ball had to go back and um, um, put that audio in because he said, said something that uh, <clears throat> even he regrets saying, so... That explains Duck Al Orange. Um, this is why we kicked him off the show for five weeks. But anyway, he weaseled his way back. Um, that's it. Enjoy the show. Take it away. Recording. We do it like this now. I hate that. <laughs> no, no. You don't like that. That's not how we fucking do it here at P2P. Jesus, mate. okay. Yo, yo, ma! Baby boys and or girls, welcome to this week's episode of Pillar to Post. I'm back, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, I'm I back. Know. It's, it's, yeah, you look kind of, like there's a look in your eye. I'm fucking stoked to be back, man. <laughs> um, it and is I, I yeah. your <laughs> supreme overlord. And I, for one, welcome our <laughs> overlords. <laughs> it is me, J-Ball, and I'm here to fucking bring some parody back to this godforsaken show. Analytics don't lie, Ricky B. They've been dipping. They've been... Di- no. <laughs> they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> They've been steady. Yeah. Been about where you'd think they would normally did be. We, did, did we lose a certain section of the market when I came on? Uh, came back on? No. Probably. Yeah, we <laughs> lost all chicks, but gained <laughs> fat. Duck Alaron. Oh, fuck. Beat that. <laughs> He's back, baby. <laughs> oh, fuck. One minute. All right. We've got it. <laughs> we'll beat that. We'll... <laughs> Ah, uh, Dars has some energy to do. Uh, yeah, Chips Blanche is obviously here, but yeah. uh, Big Fat Dars couldn't make it. No, I, I, I suspect that he never will make it again, but going off that look in your eye. Oh, uh, yeah, I got rid of him. <laughs> yeah. I cut out the cancer. Yeah. Got rid of it, mate. Darcy, you like your hustle. That's why it's so <laughs> That's hard to cut hard you. hard to cut you. <laughs> uh, no, I just had to get rid of him, mate. Yeah. He was too much of a pain in the ass. He, ha- he has been slagging you off big time. He literally just messaged our chat saying, like, yeah, I know. He's been doing it on the fucking podcast, mate. That is <laughs> Where's me, mate? I, I'm just, you know. You I'm, just go I'm along just going for the ride. Along. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. You're, like, straight out of the Nazi handbook. You're like, it's just doing my job, mate. <laughs> what is with people being in that chair? <laughs> talking about Nazis. Talking about I saw Darcy bring it up last week, and I'm like, damn, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> something about that microphone, man. It brings it out. Yeah. yeah. There must be, like, a... Some pheromones on here or something that just brings out that Aryan blood. Makes that white hot blood boil. I'm not sure I'm not sure you really count like qualify for what the Aryan ideal is though. No, I am so far from Hitler's wet dream, eh? They like the master race and this J no. But that's funny though, when you look at like you see all the like white supremacists and shit and they're just like fat, munted, toothless, yeah. mullet. <laughs> Fucking like ice pick, you know, like picking their arms from meth yeah, and shit. Yeah. They're like, we're the master race. I'm like, of what? Yeah, not, like, you, not you, cunt. The fucking troll people. <laughs> like, fuck. Like, yeah. If you were like in the sewers and shit, you might be close to top, but they have like extra arms and shit. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. like, they're doing better than you fucking battlers. Yeah, there's not too many blue eyed, blonde hairs, um, big physique, like big muscular physiques. That's what's also funny about Hitler is like, that was yeah, it ain't his him, thing. Yeah. And I'm like, 
like micro it- penis, <laughs> fucking shit facial hair, greasy black dude. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Meth unpack head as there. well. Yeah. Um, I love that that's what we're pulling apart. We could be like, also the fact that he like but killed you know, you know, millions like, of Jews. You know, like, just it, gloss over that. He would have done really well, like, you know, and stay with me on this. He would have done really well in today's society because he, he would have had an outlet. He let me, he would have had an outlet <laughs> for all that nerdy shit that he loves. So he might not have... Like flashlights and shit. Well, yeah, but also like, you know, you think like he was full into like, you know, mysticism and fucking like... Yeah, finding the occult fi- fi- and stuff. Yeah, the occult. He might have finding, had like Magic the, the Gathering Grail. and shit. Exactly, man. Could have gone to Comic-Con. Mate, might have exactly. met a furry. Um, right? Who like, absolutely rocked his world. Yeah, that some, turned out to be some, a dude, some, but he's some, like, <laughs> oh, just keep, the, keep the head on. <laughs> <laughs> Tuck you, it back, you know. Like he would have, he would have found like you know, um, oh, you know, fucking Game of Thrones and all that. Yeah, yeah and he, he wouldn't like been, he would have been able to like buy some birds bathwater and drink that <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, the blow up dolls, man. He would have been okay. Shit, he would have been okay. Yeah, he would have killed it in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. then he wouldn't have. Been, he would have been a lot more open. <laughs> like he's like, yeah, these dudes aren't half bad. <laughs> They would have been like, ooh, Mr. Hitra, you are a good guy. He's like, oh, all right, sweet. Like, I'll let that fucking other shit I'm thinking about just slide, eh? <laughs> exactly. Four and so. a half minutes and we've already gone hard on Hitler. Oh. But in a bad way. So, like, that makes it right. right. That makes it's. Do you find this table a weird height? No, because uh, I'm taller than you. I haven't been here with these new mics and setups, so I'm trying to find... Yeah, you're a bit fidgety. Well, because it's like... <laughs> you don't know whether to like cross your arms or tuck them yeah, under the mic. Yeah, T-Rex or... arms. I think I'm starting to find my rhythm. They <laughs> <laughs> no, try to be the real, arm cool, up. real cool, cool casual dude, guy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, that ain't yeah. you. Um, yeah. I notice as well, fuck, you guys don't swear that much, eh? <laughs> <laughs> like, I reckon I, I reckon I, I think you're the bad influence here, mate. I'm usually pretty so good. So bad. You, I'm usually pretty good until you start talking and then it's, you know, I can't help but drop a couple of C-bombs. Yeah, I was. I literally went to, the thera- went to my therapist just before coming here and we were just chatting about something. Um, and I think she asked me a question or something like that about... <laughs> Someone and I was you're like, like, "Fuck no, can't." Oh no, she asked about like, "Oh, how you been?" Like, from I went there like you know three weeks ago, and I was mm. in a pretty shit space. And I was like, "Oh yeah," and I'm feeling so good now. I was like, "Oh yeah, man, I was so fucked up then, eh?" <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, you're in a pretty dark place." And I was just like, yeah. started laughing. She's like, "What?" I'm like, "It's just so funny the way I talk <laughs> and then the way yeah. you talk." She's like. I understand your language. I'm like, yeah, true. I'm like, yeah, I was such a fucked up cunt. She was like, yeah, she were in a dark space. And I was like, fuck, just, yeah, that's the nice way of putting it. Um, me don't speak good English, Ricky. But yeah, no, it's fucking, it's been too long, man. Mm. Just you can't bad mouth me. Yeah, well, look, you know, I got Dar- Darcy, Darcy. Um, yeah. The worst thing was is did I, say, I don't did, care. I, did I say it was all Darcy or did I? You threw him under the bus a bit. Well, you've been talking to me outside of the show, just <laughs> planting white ants yeah, and big yeah. fat dust from a, the outside. I'm, I'm a survivor, mate. You are. <laughs> yes. Fucking oath, man. You're like Jordan Belfort. You're just, oh, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't because he's a fucking piece of shit, but you do anything to fucking get ahead, bro. Um, but like, yeah. No, the worst thing was, is like 
besmirch my name all you want because it is already well and truly besmirched. <laughs> um, and that's all you my do, doing. Yeah, you do a good enough job of that, that yourself. That was me. Yeah. I get that. I ain't done but yet. But saying <laughs> that I went to Kenilworth Bakery and ate three kilograms of donut. It's very believable. No, it's not because <laughs> Kenilworth Bakery fucking sucks. Ooh. Fucking hot take. Huge, and anyone who says otherwise is a fucking Idiot, a dumb cunt. <laughs> Anyone who likes Kenilworth Bakery is a fucking mouth-breathing fuckhead. Do you like jam donuts, generally? D- generally, yeah. yeah. And you want to know what you get from Kenilworth Bakery? Mm. A general, basic fucking donut. But a kilo of it. Oh, great. <laughs> F- fuck off. No, like, what are the, the, what they are, what have lines out the door and yeah. up the street Two hours out of fucking Brizzy for these fucking pies and sausage rolls and donuts and shit yeah, you, that you can literally get at a fucking ordinary bakery. Yeah, ordinary no. fucking bakery. And the only cunts who fucking shit their mood over it are fucking... Duck alarms. Duck alarms. Like, we'll beat that too. Uh, <laughs> they're fucking idiots because it sucks. I'm like, what are we doing here? But that's like, but cunts just fucking want to be seen and well, it, be it's, cool. It's, it's, it's marketing. It's good marketing, mate. I don't. It's no better than any, or it's no better or worse than any other fucking run of the mill bakery. US it's not bad. Such, it's, it's not bad. But it's not good. Well, I think it's good, but it's not amazing. Yes, but it's like okay. Would so I, I, I went out would there I, with would Ree I go when two she was hours like out of the way. No, no. I, I, like, Rhea and I went out there when she was, like, six months pregnant and it was, like, June, July, really lovely, bit rainy, but not really, so it was nice and chilly and we stopped somewhere and because she was fucking heavily preggers, we went on this little bushwalk, like a little trail that was perfect for a pregnant bitch. Sounds nice. And it was lovely. So good, for, if, for, so good for you and me. Perfect. That's why I was so <laughs> chuffed and I nailed it because this was a day out. Rhea had a sore tailbone, so she had her soft seat, so she wasn't... You had, you angry had, at me you for no reason. Seat. Yes, many, many donuts worth. And like, just the rubber, and rubber if we donut. didn't go for that lovely fucking walk, that whole trip would have been a fucking burn off because like the donut stinks and there's fucking people everywhere and they're all idiots. <laughs> now that one. It's like, <laughs> fuck. I was just like, fuck you, Kenilworth Bakery. And they've opened one of like Malula Bar and I'm like, no, stay in your lane. Like, yeah, I remember when dupe they were these idiots. Dupe, because like at Malula Bar, people will be like, "Oh, I don't have to go anywhere to get an ordinary fucking donut. <laughs> I can get this anywhere else, so I won't ever go there again." Like, stay in Kenilworth. Make people go. Look, it's ordinary, but it's a lovely drive. Because mm. now cunts are gonna go to Malula Bar and they're gonna get your donut and go, "Oh, this sucks," and you're ruined. See, I don't think it sucks. Yeah, but you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you don't know. Mate, if there's, if, if there's one look look at me, can't if there's one thing I fucking know, it's food. You're an idiot. You don't know shit. I went to Standard Bakery on the way to the ther- therapist. Oh yeah. Delicious. They're fucking good. That's good. see that That's good. They're good pastries. Yeah. Like their fucking beef sausage roll. It's like, dude, this is fucking Mate, you, awesome. You know, you, you, you ever, like you know um the butcher at Indrapilly and like I think it's Andrews. Is that down on that bottom floor? Yeah, they do yeah. the hot rolls and shit. Man, they do one of the best sausage rolls I've ever fucking had. See, that's they do great. Like they do fucking amazing fucking food there. Yeah, I remember when they first. I don't. Opened. I don't. Yeah, I don't go there for fucking as have, a butcher. I just yeah. go there for a feed. Fuck yeah, man! Oh, fucking Kenilworth Bakery. But yeah, surprisingly, man. Me off so surprisingly, much. one of the best sausage rolls I reckon I've had. 
Yeah, because it's fucking awesome. Sausage rolls are so good. Fucking if done man. well. If done poorly, like the ones you get at 7-Eleven. Yeah. Ooh, Nelly. You're going to have a that bad time. That just ruins your day. And it cost, but it only costs you like three bucks, so whatever. Let's get into footy, Ricky. Footy. That's right. Uh, That's what we're here for. Yeah. I've got a whole list of fucking funny stories to tell. <laughs> um, oh, let me oh, – one of them is actually Kenilworth Bakery sucks. <laughs> or, uh, Did you have that lined up? Yeah. Because I fucking because it pissed me off that of all the fucking bakeries you chose, it was Kenilworth Bakery, and I was like, "Don't fucking drag my name through the mud with that shit bakery." <laughs> On a side note, I'd love a sponsorship, um, Kenilworth Bakery. <laughs> if you want me to say good things about you, just pay us or give us food, or just don't fucking suck, either or. Um, but there's some stories in here. I'll talk through one of them. You want to go? In, you we'll choose go. one at the end. Sure, okay. Because I got stuff to t- talk about, Ricky. I haven't been here for like and you six do, weeks. You do like to talk, mate. Yeah, I was thinking like I was wondering if like me being here is going to be the catalyst for you shutting the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I usually argue over like we. we uh, I do like most of the time. One of us is trying to interject, and then it's whoever talks the loudest at that moment yeah. gets it. <laughs> gets it. I noticed before you tried to start talking, I just went just sort of spoke in decibel loud, and you're like. Okay. okay, I'll okay. get the next That's one. Right. Yeah. Um, let's just get straight into the footy then. We'll start with the Done. one because there's not too much footy to really dissect. No. So maybe we'll no. go under an hour. Depends on maybe. I don't I tell I don't, this story I don't, about I don't, eating the gummy at the comedy show. <laughs> it's fine, bro. Um, uh, but the Wallaroos, mate. So yeah. they racked up WXV1. Uh, yep. So the WXV tournament uh, over in New Zealand, which I reckon fucking roaring success in regards Mass- to yeah, massively, fucking massively. good footy. But, but it's one of the things that Darcy and I haven't really, and you know, it's been remiss of us that we haven't really touched on it. It's one of the, it's one of the areas that I don't talk with a lot of authority on, or feel like I have a lot of authority on because I just don't watch enough women's footy. Like you are a misogynistic pig. <laughs> <laughs> but I did catch, I did catch the Welsh game. So, yes, fucking loved it. Awesome game of footy, mate. But but I, I think there's a. For, so for me, the, there's a, been a noti- noticeable progression. Yes, in where that's the, what in I where wanted to talk about. For, where they came from with the last World Cup to where they are now. Which was only 12 months ago. Correct. Do you know what I mean? So in 12 months, like, this is the thing. We have just bemoaned the lack of support financially, coaching, mm. fucking uh, training camps, fucking playing gear. Mm. Like, but also within Super W. And also yep. within, not so much club rugby, but the clubs manage that, right? Yes. And you can tell that there are clubs who do it a lot better than others. Like Wes, for mine, Fucking is probably does it better than any other club. Lie. Maybe alongside Bond. Yeah, okay. They do it really well. Um, here in Queensland, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like clubs do it well. Correct. And there has been uh, a concerted effort to grow that with the Premier Women and now they've got that second division. Yep. They've got the girls comps that are absolutely fucking heaving. Like that that is doing well. Just mm. like the rest of the fucking game in Australia, the women's club game is doing really well. But um, the professional the side professional is quote, lagging unquote. behind its uh, then, counterparts a bit. Yes, but then look at what's happened over the last 12 months is like they have been given and I know you fucking cunts were like you were ragging me on last week's <laughs> podcast about like <laughs> and uh, as Jay was saying this could be the catalyst for things to get done and uh, <laughs> it looks like 
it's going to be much the same. I'm like, it's been fucking four weeks, you fucking dickheads. <laughs> Fuck you. I was so angry driving to work. I was like, you fucking cunts. Because you just, I'm like, it's been four weeks, you fuckheads. And one of the examples I gave was look at the women's game where they fucking held these cunts' feet to the fire and said to them, we're not going to take this shit anymore. And there's mm. been active fucking movement on it in a positive light. And look at what's happened over the last 12 months. Well, the big, like there's the big been thing more is, training camps. Yes. There's been more financial support. There's at least been conversations about the game that are very progressing really well about professionalisation. And they've just, at the bare minimum, they've played way more fucking footy against top-tier competition. That's the thing. It's high-level footy. Yes. And even though they get ass-raped by the likes of the silver... Fo- silver... Fo- black... Si- Wait... Which one's the women's <laughs> silver ferns? I hey? think it's the silver ferns. It's fern. silver ferns. Who are the black ferns? Is that the netball? No. Fuck. <laughs> they need to sort their shit out over there. In it, might, it might be the black ferns, actually. They need more fucking things that they can call to their teams about because they've got, <laughs> like, the basketball team's the tall blacks. <laughs> like, they've got the all whites, which and, I think and is and the, the soccer and team. The, and the tall blacks is, like, such a fucking, like, you added a T. I love yeah, it, but. Clever. <laughs> but like come it. on. Tall blacks. Um. <laughs> It kind of feels like they're taking the piss. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to say some jokes there, but I'll hold them. Because <laughs> we don't want to hit our quota of beeps. Yeah. I just mouthed it to Ricky. Um, <laughs> anyway, whatever the team's called, the New Zealand women's rugby side, yes. why were we talking about them again? Um, oh, yeah, even though they come up against them and they get fucking smashed, mm. there has been a progression. Like, they played yep. uh, they played France two weeks ago and fucking beat them. And France are one of the best women's team in Correct. the fucking world. They've just iced Wales, who are there, thereabouts in regards to their ranking yep. and stuff like that. And they do well against, like, the Red Roses, who won WXV1. Well, like, I, they, they, they are competitive. And the progression they've shown exactly. in the last 12 months is great. But even this tournament, mm. this tournament... You can see that being in a professional environment for about six weeks as a squad and their coaches all in this fucking bubble, just working and working and working and working because there is one thing you cannot fucking say about the women's side that they do not do well and that is they fucking work hard. Like they fucking work so hard for fuck all as well and look at the progression like – you were talking about it before the fucking show. I was talking about just going back to this game. 41st minute, I think, uh, Sia Capesipalu got mm. that red card. Yep. And so for practically a whole half, they were down a, a player. And, and she, she had has been, been fucking amazing. Formerly I, a centre. Exactly. I'd read about that. You know, read that, okay, that was in the centres, now transitioned to blindside flanker. And you look at it and you go, uh, from an outside perspective, without really watching it, you go, Fuck me, that that's not easy to do. Um, Built for is, it, but is, is that is that where the level's at? That it's like fucking. Is it up? You know, and a, a, a layman's view would be: is it fucking schoolboy footy? Yeah, or schoolgirl footy? Where, like, where you David can just, Pocock can play twelve for first fifteen, yeah, and play playing schoolboys at seven. But then you watch, and she's fucking. She was fantastic at yeah. six. Yeah, yep. and, and and a lot of the I guess a lot of you know teams now have their blindside flanger out sitting out in the wider channels in attack anyway. Um, but she was unreal. She was one of the best players on the park. She's a gun, mate. 
And she's a gun for the Brumbies yeah. in the Super W. So this is what I mean. I don't I don't watch enough of it to really, but it just watching her play, I can see, man, that's fucking genius. Whoever shifted her yeah. to blindside was fucking smart. That's but genius. But look at some of the fucking players that are progressing so well. Like, you, you just look at their 9, 10, 12, 13 combo yes. with Lane yes. Morgan, Kara Stellinger. Then you've got yeah. um, Bella McKenzie and fucking G Fred in the centres. Mate, mm. that. The dual playmaker seems to be working pretty class. well for them. Yeah, because it frees up G Fred, who's a yeah. fucking tank and an absolute machine. Yep. And then. Gives her more time, more space. And the one place that we do get let down, and that's to be expected when you're not necessarily um, like professional and you can't really just fine-tune that craft is in the forwards. But one thing the forwards do is do not take a back, se- uh, mm. back yep. step. And then you look at like Eva Carpani, a tight head prop. Yeah, she's a beast. Has been fucking unreal, yep. man. She is awesome. Fucking unreal. Like her ball carries are yep. fucking immense. And her and set her work, piece her is her start- work rate yeah. is unreal. For a big girl, she has yep. a fucking massive big motor, ticker. Man. Big ticker. So, like, mate, it's just like, More, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's what we always talk about. You know, people in like high level Australian players, male and female, don't play enough footy at that level, high yeah. level. Yeah, and this is that's exactly it's a perfect snapshot of what the fucking men need to be doing too because you just look at this 12 months of the women's game mm. where they're finally – because prior to fucking – was it last year or whatever it was, just that felt World like Cup. Cr- it felt like cricket. Well, they right. hadn't played a fucking test in like two years. Something like that. Because was, they were was, like, yeah. oh, we're cancelling the women's test but not the men's. And we're like – and you wonder why fucking the girls are getting pissed off. Mm. Like, fuck. Well, just, you, mate, you're like, they, you they, hold our fucking test matches at like – Fucking what is it, Eric Tweedale fucking stadium in Parramatta sometimes. Like yeah. if you're gonna do that, surely it can't cost that much that you're just not going to fucking let us play. Oh look it, But whatever. We 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 can't really dig into that because we don't have the numbers. But you're what, such what, a pussy. what we can what we can you say You need to just fucking go hard, mate. Just <laughs> don't worry about numbers and facts and figures and shit. <laughs> just go with feelings. Hundred percent. No, well, it's it's indisputable that they just need more footy at that level. And we need to we need to find out <laughs> you're still having trouble getting comfortable. I need someone to rest this up. <laughs> it's getting tired. This room is weird. <laughs> it is. It is. It's sick, but. Yeah. I do like it. A lot it. of daddy long legs. <laughs> but, um, what are you talking about? Good question. What was I talking about? Anyway, just get them more footy. 100%, man. And find out a way, find, figure out a way to pay them more because, um, yeah, there's so much opportunity in women's sport and so for it to. Particularly commercial growth there. Six um, years you have a Women's World Cup correct, here. Correct. And you should be going, we're going to fucking win that. Hmm. And we're like the Six c- years is a fucking long time to get the best 12, 15, 18-year-old athletes, female athletes in Australia at the moment hmm. and being like, hey, come play There's our fucking game. There's a runway here. Come play our fucking game. Play sevens, travel the world. Move into 15s, get played to pay if, 15s. If, if, we, if we don't, the Olympic, like the Olympic sports will be. They already are. Well, that's they yeah. poached my fucking niece. There you go. Like, Oh, that's right. You spoke about that. Yeah. Like she's doing long jump at fucking soccer now. Yet she was playing touch. She'll come back. She'll be back. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me fucking started. Did you see um, Bedford built is like the... They're the ones building the new fucking AFL centre out at Greenbank. 
Green Bank, they're building an AFL precinct mm. in the heartland of fucking like Polynesian fucking. Yep. Like Logan. Yep. No, no. AFL do it so well. I'm like. Do it so well. Mate. Whereas like, look at Sunnybank used to be, Logan used to be the feeder into Sunnybank. Yep. And now both are completely fucked. Mm. And now they're all going over and playing league and now they're setting up a fucking AFL fucking. And we're, oh. we're, we've, lo- we're, we've, we've slowly lost that catchment. They're fucking idiots. They're fucking idiots. No. And this thing, we can get bogged down in, you know, what we did with the war chest after 2003, but we'll be... Oh, they we'll, fucked we'll, over we'll, Logan we'll, Rugby when they said they should have promoted Logan Rugby in 2010. When they were planning on, well, yeah. well, when they were fucking sick, and then they said, no, no, a few more years. Oh, what was and he, then what five was years he, what, later... What was the year when... Um, it's like 2017, I think. Because right. we, we were doing... Because, well, we, like, we spoke about they were on. fucking awesome up until, like, 2012, and then they put them down to fucking third grade. Yeah. They won that comp easily... And then they were like, oh, yeah, uh, in two years we'll put you in prems. So then they put him into resis with no fucking support to, like, fucking go up. My brother yeah. was coaching him. He realised, oh, I probably need help. So at the end of, by the end of the year, they'd gotten ass-raped all fucking year. By the end of the year, he'd organised for Rod Seib to come back from coaching. Yeah, that's right. Because he was another teacher, same as Chris. Got him to come in. He was going to be the head coach. Chris will do backs and Ruben Leila will do the fucking forwards. Mm. Goes into the... QIU without even saying anything like, yeah, yeah, we're not promoting you. Chris like, oh, but, you know, it's who we've got, this is what we're doing. They're like, no, no, not doing it. No exp- explanation. What's funny is I actually explained this as it happened with the Penrith emus in like 2017 when we first did the podcast. Because like this, is, this is or what fourth I episode, fucking- And we got an email being like, you guys don't know anything. And I'm like, from the QIU, I'm like, pray tell. Because I'm hearing this <laughs> from the fucking coach who happens to be my older brother. Who was in the room. Yeah. <laughs> who, it, like... I'm sure isn't lying to me <laughs> to get fucking listens on a podcast that started three weeks ago. You fucking cunt. And I said, if I am wrong, please fill me in. Crickets. I'm like, oh, you fucking losers. Yeah. Any who's least. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's it's just frustrating to feel like we're losing the catchment. Hundred percent. Lost the catchment. Or and we, we're sl- we've been losing ground. But there's so many clubs that are taking back that ground. Look like at Caboolture, dude. Yeah. Caboolture's crushing it. Yeah. Crushing it, the sunny coast as a whole. Mm. Look at some of the cunts that are coming well, out I of the sunny coast. I, I Leo think... McCarthy at Brothers, fucking Louis Wershon, mm. Carter Gordon, yep, Mason Mc... Gordon. Like Lachlan Phillips was up there when he, I think he moved there from Canada. He looks like a fucking grom. Um, and I think there's a central coast, parts of the central coast in New South Wales that um, is really growing the footprint. And we spoke about that's it where last like Kane Douglas and shit are from, isn't it? We spoke about that Jimmy, Isaac Orange, that Jimmy Orange bloke down in um, Victoria. Who's, who's growing the game really Oh, because well, I sent you that. Remember I was trying to find something about Central yeah. Queensland rugby and then saw an article about like Rockhampton Grammar has partnered with yeah, the Melbourne the Rebels. Rebels. And I'm like, yep. uh, but you're a Queensland yeah. side. Like, shouldn't you <laughs> yeah. be partnering with the QRU? And clearly they've been like, uh, well, yeah, we'd like to, but, you know, well, then, no then, one spoke to us, so... Oh, but this is West Rebels all over again. They're like, <laughs> oh, they're poaching all our players. I'm like, well, yeah. someone's... They're, they're how about provi- we work together on something? Pa- they're providing a yes, pathway. Yes, it's like, hey, you know, we'll work with you to be able to provide a pathway for your players. Uh, yeah, okay. And then the QAE's like, what are you, what are you doing? It's like, uh, trying to make better football players. Well, I think as well, it's interesting that yeah, that Steve Anderson bloke, the guy who's been involved, I'm pretty sure 
it's him, but um, the guy he definitely was involved in um, Irish and Scottish pathways. Um, I'm pretty sure he's at Rockhampton Grammar. Oh, so he would have just been I'm, like, he's probably. Let's I'm, tee I am, something I imagine, up. I imagine it's all his work. It's probably a really good thing though to be able to do that with like the Central Queensland clubs because you can be yep. like, look, you can go to fucking Brizzy, but what if we sent you to fucking Victoria? To them, they're like, but it that's not. But it's like it's it, it's a. It's a literal fucking like world city. You know what I mean? Like, and it's they, they probably have family in Brisbane and all this sort of shit. Like, it's their local but big you, city, quote didn't, unquote. Didn't, didn't the Pack Boys hear something out of France that oh. Toulouse are picking up effectively another Manny Me affair? Yeah. So I mean, some of the without, boys without, were over without, in without France. Without naming names. No, no, no. So. But some of the boys were over in France, and I think we were just talking. I don't know what we were talking about, um, but. Uh, I can't even remember what the context of the conversation was, but long story short, they said they were chatting Ta- to some Ta- of the guys. Talent ID, right? Yeah, uh, we were talking. That's what it was. We were talking about talent identification and retention here in Australia, and all this sort of shit. And me being me, I was obviously going hard in the paint to all the lads <laughs> and all this sort of shit. And no one else is chiming in, um, but a couple of lads were, and they said that they were over in France and they Toulouse are looking at Toulouse have essentially picked up a fucking. Big second rower, another money man, eighteen year old out of fucking central, out of Rocky, who was told he was too big. Yep, like the two meter tall, buck thirty, buck Just forty, a sort massive of. unit, right? Yep. And he was told he was too big, and I'm like, yeah. That's Manny Mirfell all over again, mate. So, so, but the then, thing is, like, look over in fucking France at the moment, mate. Like, we're we're like they're too big, or like Namani and Adola. They're like, oh, he's he just doesn't have the ticker. It's like you know, help him. Yeah. You know, you talk to Nems about it and he's like, you know, I had to go through all this bullshit to be able to, like, help my mental state. And it's like, imagine if someone here actually just listened to you and helped you get through that, right? But um, Well, it's, it's actually an interesting time. I was, I was going to touch on this later in the podcast, but Rugby Pass, which we know is a bit of a fucking rag these days. It's weird, man. It's, Their it's, Instagram it's, is it's just, just it's fucking clickbait. It's clickbait. And it's just <laughs> They're like, look at Jason fucking, Momoa's um, da- reaction yeah, to it's, it's the a, All Blacks it's the, it's loss. It's the Daily like, Mail. It's become the Daily why? Mail. Because they sold it to World Rugby, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, so it's just become the Daily Mail, mate. It it's stinks. a fucking... But, um, but if you're listening to Rugby Pass, we'll go on your podcast <laughs> channel. Um, there was an article put out today, um, or yesterday, fucking sometime, sometime in the last 24, 48 hours, um, where one of their, one of their um, uh, authors went out and interviewed a couple of Australians who've just gone over, both about 18, 19 years old. I think it's Toshi Butlin who was at State High, sprint champion. Um, and another is a, a leaguey who Sydney, who, uh, whose manager approached Sydney Uni. Sydney Uni are like, fuck yeah. Like, you're, oh. you're two metres tall. Oh. You're, a, you're a buck ten or something. Like, you're fucking, you can play. Um, you know, give rugby a crack. But then the French clubs just go, well, fuck. Perfect. Okay, this guy's a sprint champion. The others are fucking, you know, great. Two meter tall, hundred ten kilo, player. fucking. Both right. eighteen, both eighteen, nineteen, and they go. Well, we'll pay you to be come over and be part of the academy. In two, three years' time, you might be playing for the top squad. But if not, but you'll it, be in the academy for the next five, six years at the very least. Correct. And they looked. At, they they obviously. They, I think they wanted to stay in Australia, and they go. Well, there just aren't the options here for me. What are you going to offer me? But then they talk about they, they talk about while they're over there they're training for four out four or five hours a day, you know when they're you know and then compared to if they're playing Colts footy here or in part of the academy they're training, 
in the afternoon, maybe four three and, and a half hours, four hours a week. Yep. And then a two hour. They're doing game. they're doing that daily in France. And you know, I was going to touch on it later, but it's like fuck. How do we combat that? No, get them playing club rugby chips. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, pathways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing club rugby, it exactly. makes the club competition better. Yeah, so, you know, they're, they're not getting paid anything. a little anything, inside joke about yeah. fucking that comment. <laughs> so, and this is, this is what we've got to try and figure out. Like, it's not, it's not rugby league. Like, rugby, this, this idea... No, we're fucking ourselves over here. Yeah, yeah, and that's one thing, that article that Paul Cully wrote a few weeks ago, I think he fucking... He went. He was a little bit. He went a bit too far with it. But I don't. I don't. I don't feel like rugby league are taking all the best players. Like you know, I was looking at. Um, yeah, you, we'll, we'll touch on more with the under nineteens later. But you know, you look at some of the guys who are coming through those school under eighteen teams, and there's, a lot of them are filtering into, and I, and I, like the vast majority, I think, are filtering into like Colts and, and whatnot and the academy systems that the Tars and the Reds and Brummies and whatnot have got. Um, yeah, but the thing is here in Australia... It's not rugby league just taking fucking the five, no, six best it's players. the under-20 system in Australia is so small. Mm. But that's our top-tier academy. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it should be like you have a chance at making X number of spots as an under-18-year-old. Okay, great. That's schoolboy, right? Then you have X number of spots in the Colts system. Okay, that's under 20s. So there's two separate pathways right there that you can fucking start to work towards, right? And then if there's an under 23s, there's another one. So there's so you've got guys who aren't fucking 22 competing with 18-year-olds. You've got guys who can actually progress and then you've automatically fucking tripled. Well, it's, op- it's opportunity, right? And it's, Yeah, it's you've keep, tripled the opportunity keep, for these kids to be able to have an opportunity game. to fucking play the game here in Australia. Mm. Like, and, and and that's the next step in the pathway, right? We've got the 15s, 16s, 18, 19s, the 20s. The next step is how do we get, how do we keep them? Because this this is the thing. These guys are 18, 19. If they're not part of the academy systems here, more well, France will pick them up. Yeah. And it's not rugby league. Like they don't rugby league are taking you know two or three of the best. But there is enough talent coming through. But a lot of the time, they've also got them already. Correct. They've I, got I them agree, when mate. they're like Robert no, they're Toyer pay, they're, was. They're, pa- they're paying their school fees. Robert mate. Toyer was when he was like fourteen. Yeah, yeah they're, pa- they're paying. Jack their school Howarth fees. was when he was like fifteen. You know, yeah, whatever. But it's also like, mate, if we are getting this much extra money in the game, Wallabies players don't need to be paid anymore. Like they obviously get remunerated very well. Mm. Same with Super Rugby, right? Like, yes, I know how you say water the top, water the bottom. I agree, but. If we are going to start getting this extra money in the game, throw it into that. Because what it is right for mine is this distinct difference between this pathway that goes through, as you said, 16s, 18s, 19s, 20s, and then really your next fucking step is super rugby. Exactly. There's a gap. You know, they're, they're, they're missing, starting they're to try and bridge that a bit with like the challenger series and shit, but it should be. You it's get to enough. 20s, then there's the 23s, and then club rugby should be that next step because it is a more mature game and it probably will look a lot more like what you see in Sydney with the Mm. shoot shield where you get guys in their mid-20s playing and then from that club rugby set up, you probably go up. Or the guys who are 23 that are good enough go straight up. Exactly. Not the guys who are going to be good enough when they're 23 but are only 20 now go up and then they have to find their feet for the next three or four years. Yep. But that's not how it should be, right? No. The, the let ne- let club be. rugby continue to be the breeding ground 
for late bloomers. Yeah. Like yep. like Connor Anderson. Correct. You and know? If, like, you're, if you're 23, you need to be like... You, you should, need to be in a high-performance setup. You need to be playing high-level footy, but not necessarily club footy. No, it Do should you, be a high-performance setup. But let's be honest here. Club rugby is not a high-performance setup. No. It's not. No. Like, you get guys who go on to be high-performance coaches and administrators, mm. like Dan McKellar came from South, or Elvin yep. Prinsloo, I think, will go up, will eventually Correct. move up. He will. Um, you know, Rod Sibes, another one, right? Like, these guys do go up. Hino, right? Like, yes, they breed that, but they also breed, and I'm not trying to fucking throw muck here, they also breed a lot of guys who aren't made for that. Yep. So it's not a high-performance setup. No. It is a very, very, very good club amateur slash semi-pro competition, mm. as it should be. But an under-23s academy is a professional high-performance arena. And then once you've done that, you should then – your next step should be either super rugby or you can go into the club system – and still be on a radar and playing footy. Exactly. But it's, it's a lot of people, you know, would use this example of, well, look at these guys who had to go to France because there's not enough professional contracts in Australia. Yes, that's true. And then the people will also tell you that, well, that's why we need to have, uh, you know, a large, you know, we need to have a domestic competition instead of super rugby because there's more opportunity. I just... And yes, but they're they, not on a professional contract over in France. Like, no, they are. They, yeah. they are being paid to be a part of the academy and they should be paid to be a part of an academy here. But yes. they're not professional. Like, when you talk professional athlete, we're talking you play in a professional code. Like, yeah, you should they, be what, paid what, to be a part of an academy and that's what they should be funding here. When they go over there, they're not going over to be a part of a professional to play professional footy, they're going over to be part of a professional, yes, like setup, and by that, as you always say, is high performance. Yeah, high performance is another way of saying, in sporting terms, professional. But the issue, the like, issue that the issue that people have is that they say, well, the, we look at all the talent that's going overseas, and you go, okay, well, this is this is why we need our own solely, you know, or solely or majority, like predominantly domestic competition. When and you say domestic, do you mean like Super Rugby Australia, or do you mean the yep. bastardised club NRC or the or the NRC or that? And it's kind of it's doesn't work. Well, it's just those ships are sailed. Yeah, I we just tried it, we, 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 it. We don't have the money. We've also proven it doesn't work. We just don't have the money to set up like new teams. And even if you're talking about promoting from existing, well, fucking hell, that's a lot of risk that those clubs have to take. And there's not there's not going to be enough money to fucking support them because there won't be the same broadcast revenue. There's not going to be the same, I get, you know, bums on seats because you know, like we all we're talking about, you just you know, you you went for you grew up playing at Norse. You're not going to suddenly support brothers. Yeah, um, that's not how it works. I, we just need to, we just need to make Super Rugby better, and by and you know, how do we do that? That's the fucking that's the real question. You know, but we don't, we, don't, we, we, we don't get because better. half the fucking squad is under the age of twenty-two. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. it. 
Yeah, bridge like the because gap. Because we don't want to lose Massimo De Lutis or we don't want to lose, like, again, not throwing these cunts under the bus. We don't want to lose Louis Wershaw. We don't want to lose this cunt. Like, we don't want to lose these guys. So they automatically go into that arena mm. when that is not the arena that you should be upskilling. It's the equivalent of like, you know how fucking Graham Henry, he talks about like, was it Graham Henry? Might have been Steve Hansen. He was like, oh, game day, we don't do shit. He's like, we're not there to fucking teach you how to, like, if you need us to run drills with you on game day or like teach you how to fucking catch a pass, like, no, we're not here to teach you that Mm. shit. We bring you in and we show you this is how we're playing our game. You learn that and then you go out and execute. We're not there to fucking teach you how to pass or kick or run. No, you should be able to do that. You should be able to fucking do that. That it's the same with the fucking Reds. They should like, yes, you go there and you fucking hone your craft. Like every athlete worth their salt, every professional. Like I fucking work on cranes, right? And every day I want to get better at doing what the fuck I'm Mm. doing. Same with you in whatever the fuck, like property or whatever, right? Like you want to be getting better at what you do. Everyone should be fucking doing that in a professional arena. But it shouldn't be the place where you fucking learn. Like you shouldn't be like, do, do you no, know what I mean? I, I agree. I agree, mate. It's, it's, that's that, that's the hard thing. It's how do we, how do we bridge the gap? Um, the NRC should have worked, but they cocked it up too many times. It'll never work again. And that's why that thing Murph said with the under 23s home and away season, at the end of the season would be sick. As if you wouldn't want to watch you would, those you teams you picked, Imagine fucking seeing a back row awesome. with like Luke Reimer and Charlie Kale run. Well, you did. Yeah, yeah. You watched it in Super, Super Rugby. rugby. So yeah. imagine if at the end of the season they play Super Rugby and then there's an under 23 comp and they're like, oh, well, I can go back and play this too. These kids have just played an extra 10 games on top of a fucking and full think, Super Rugby think, season. I think that's how you They've do it. played 25, 30 games this year. Yeah. I think that's how you do it. You've got to find match payments for the ones who aren't part of academy systems. At that point, now that that's probably so. It's a, like you know, if you're in the academy, hypothetically, it's twenty five k a year, whatever you paid for yeah. academy, and then it's those that are part of a full time are paid whatever they're paid. But if you're if, if you you're, get called up into the it's match payments, it and yeah. from there, hopefully that keeps more in the it's game. Like a thousand bucks a win, five hundred for a loss. It's something, like you, something, you time, some, something that allows them to something that allows them it incentivizes to focus them to be like, oh, I will take. Fucking six days off work to go up to Queensland and play this game. Exactly. You know? So that's. That's where the investment should come. Like, the thing is, like, while it, like, say hypothetically the game blows up, which we're anticipating the next 10 years, it just naturally will because you've mm. got such big fucking football coming, right? Yep. And you just think about bums on seats, it's going to be their revenue, cool, right? You could take fucking, like, go after a few fucking leagueies. Like, the Wallabies already get paid enough to be on par with yep. other international fucking players. Like, yep. Super Rugby, they're remunerated well. Like, that's all well and good. Take some of that and set up this academy. Take the other bit, maybe go after a few leagueies. The rest, you don't need... Like, that's really the only part of the game that is crying out oh, for I, fucking, I like... Do you know what I mean? Like... Keep, 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 like, the, keep the 20, 20 to 25-year-olds... Um, in the game, in in professional, in in put them into a, a professional pathway where, like these guys who are now in France, are going. They can train three to four hours every Fuck, day. It could be like to every better. club. Here's fucking two million bucks for the year. That's your budget for your under twenty threes. Let us know. Or like, 
fuck, maybe more, because you might have a fucking full-time director of well, rugby who, who I, does I, that shit. And if Super Rugby's still, you know, what it is now, then, when that money's in the tin, you can't tell me that the Drua wouldn't want to have an under-23s team. You can't tell me that Moana Pacifica won't want to have an under-23s team. Mate, fucking New Zealand will have the NPC. That's fine. They don't want to bastardise that. Um, and that's fine. That is turning correct. into a fucking just young man's fucking comp. And, and I, it's I, sick. But we're agreed, mate. Like That's got to be where the gap is now. And that article today just rams at home that these guys, you know, yeah, they're going overseas for a professional opportunity, but it's not just that. They just get this. It's, it's they an can opportunity. They improve yes. because they're playing and training constantly. The thing is, dude, like... I might be incredibly ignorant here, and I know I definitely am, but... Duck alarms, 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 duck alarms. Um, what was I going to say? I could be incredibly ignorant here, right? Mm. But, like, fucking... Um, I don't think it's going to cost... As much to the game, considering the fucking wealth that is about to generate over the next 10 years, that people think it's going to cost to get shit firing. Mm. Like, people are like, oh, we're completely broke, we're completely fucked. And I'm like, no, 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 like, executives are still getting paid. Yep. Like, state fucking, like, the QRU and New South Wales Rugby Union and all this stuff, they're still still fucking generating cash. They're still, like, they're still operating at a level that is competitive with other fucking unions around the world. The only thing that isn't being done correctly is A, the centralisation and stuff like that, so all the other fucking clubs working in unison, and yep. B, this, what everyone talks about, the grassroots. The gap. The grassroots. Yeah, but also the gap. Yes, but that part that's part of the grassroots, Yeah, I, I wouldn't right? call it that. I'd call it the gap. No, but it's like the idea of like fucking funnelling like money and resources and call, talent call, call into the, call, this. Call it the pathway. Into whatever is below Super Rugby, yeah. right? So if the pathway, yes. Yeah. Whatever the fuck comes want to step call it. in the path. We're missing the step in the pathway. Yes, and I, I don't think it'll cost. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not going to cost too much. No, not as much as people think it's going to cost to get the game firing again. Yes, and this is why I don't believe we need to just fucking do a knee jerk, fucking ditch Super Rugby, burn it all to the ground, just do domestic, like. That no, to because me look at what the nature. women have done over the last 12 months. They've played New Zealand however many times in really tough fucking conditions and they've played other good fucking competitions and now they're playing good fucking footy. You need to be playing against the best. Yeah. If you play against fucking fellow battlers, like you you're going to fucking win the Super Rugby AU you're the, grand you're the final king of the battlers. and you're going to fucking go off and stink drink at the caco with the boys. And get towed up the by next 50 week, by you're the gonna get ass raped. Yep. So, Yeah. And, and let club rugby just keep building the way it's building. And, like, like what is it you, what, isn't it you that always tells me fucking, or someone always tells me that, you know, people at Jeep, someone at Jeeps was like, without naming names again, like fucking one of the best things that ever happened to um, them as a club was Rugby Australia cut the funding at the time. Because no, I didn't hear that, but I can imagine they would have been like, "Okay, cool." So we do it ourselves. Well, it, just, it, it, it was just a harsh fucking, you know, you, the rugs pulled from under you, and then you got to figure what are you out do about it? what are you going to do about it. How yeah. do how do we become sustainable? And now? You want to know what they did? They sorted it out. Well, I think they merged their juniors, and they like you, the clubs clubs that have figured it out have gone out, and they've figured out financial solutions because they had to be self reliant. And I think Super Rugby, 
Like this huge bust up that's going like, you know, oh, you know, we don't want we don't want to give our corporate um, assets over, um, you know, so oh, we don't want we don't think centralisation has to go that far because Rugby Australia has cut all that funding from us. Part of it, part of you wonder wonders like, well, hold on, like you're arguing that you're not getting enough funding from them. Rugby Australia is, you know, saying, well, you're not. You, it, it, there, there's so much finger pointing because it's fucking. It, they're so reliant, like so reliant on Rugby Australia to to succeed because they're not bringing in crowds anymore. They're not they're not succeeding in Super Rugby, and they point the finger at Rugby Australia and say, "You've got this competition that doesn't work." And Rugby Australia looks at them and say, "Well, you you, you make can't it start work. Ma- you can't start making any money." Yeah. So both have valid points, but it's also like, "Fuck me," because mm-hmm. that's so that's the issue. They're like, "We all want to work together so that we start to kick ass." Yes, and then they go. No, no, you guys cut us off. It's like, yeah, that's what we're saying. We need to work to get like yes. you're your own entity. So, yes, we had to cut funding to you and that's cunty, right? But you are your own entity. What have you done about it? Yeah, and this Oh, well, you cut us off. No, no, tell us. What have you done about it? What yeah. have you done about it? Yeah. Oh, well, what have you, exactly, right? Like, yes, it sucks that we cut you off and that's fucked. But now we're saying all of us as separate entities have to work together so that collectively we are fucking better. Because when we're better, you're better, and they're better, and they're better. And, and like I that's just, all this conversation is about. Get over it. Like there is so much fucking ego involved in the game here in Australia. Massively. Talking to those pack lads and like that's how the conversation started. And one of the boys said like, yeah, yeah, talking about it. Um and I said, like, fuck, just, like, many me afu, right, blah, blah, blah. And one of them was like, oh, apparently, like, it's the same things happening in South Africa. Cunts are being told they're too big, too slow, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but the thing is, the South African rugby fucking board in 2016 brought in the guy who's now the fucking head of... Um, oh, yeah, Mark Andrews or whatever. Whatever, right, brought that cunt in, and they were a fucking shambles around then. Mm. And he's gone, we, as a nation... Our fucking, is it Rand or whatever they fucking use yeah. as currency, is yeah. worth dog shit. Let these cunts play in Japan. Let these cunts play in France. Like, swallow your fucking pride. Shut the fuck up because we know we can't compete. Mm. Have a strong club competition in the Curry Cup. Have a strong schoolboy competition. Have these pathways. But let cunts, if fucking Malcolm Marks is the best hooker in the world, why would we not Fucking let the cunt a go out and make fucking money that's worth something, not our fucking dog shit currency that we've got here that's worth fuck all. And b, why would we not fucking select him? Like mm. we can't compete with these cunts. And See, this is the thing we need to say: is be like, look, we know we may not be able to compete, but we either need to a offer a fucking professional environment that can rival them. Yes. Or b. Let okay, him go. Go now. Now this is this is. I'm glad you put it that way because I used to very much lean look lean on the side of let them go, and we'll just pick them from wherever they are. But I think there's enough. Op- I think there's enough space in the market in Australia that we can go down the path of we're going to create. We're going to fucking back ourselves and try and build a commercial environment where we can retain most of them. And th- but that's what I'm saying. Like. Because I, I, we I, haven't had that. That's why I've no. been like, let get it, let go of the ghetto law. Like we can't well, compete see, see, with I'm, these. I'm, I'm thinking it's one, one or the other. Right? I'm starting to think that, mate, you either select totally from Australia, 
or you cut it, or you, you open it up completely. I would be happy now, to select happy only from way. Australia if we sorted our fucking pathway out. Which yeah, agreed. And centralisation is a big part of that. And but I, I used to lean more to just fucking let them go, and we'll just pick them from anywhere. But mate, I'm really starting to like buy into no. Particularly, our watching the World Cup where. Or, or just watching the last few years, where I feel like certain players who we don't see... Like, South Africa gets away with it because a lot of their game's built around how physically dominant they are. Yeah. Which, you know, Australian rugby's always been really good when, you know, you've had... Free-flowing well, attack base. Yeah, well, it's also, like, the best Australian teams are also very defensively strong, right? Like, mm-hmm. Rod McQueen's Wallabies fucking didn't let a try in in the World Cup or till the fucking... Although that one try or something stupid, right? Um, you know, the best Australian teams were always very good defensively, but they were very they were very cohesive. Yeah, and I, I'm starting to go back to well, fuck, like we need we need our players playing here because we don't necessarily have the physical advantages the South Africans have. Yeah, that allow them to just drop players in because fucking you know they just. They just, but they've been able to fucking work through. out a game plan that works for the Correct. way that their model works. I right? don't, I don't think ours will. Like, I think with you know, you look at Australian rugby now, like you know, so many Polynesian players being the best players in the Australian team, it's got to be a balance of, you know, smart, powerful footy. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm in agreement with like, yeah, keep it in Australia. Yeah, if yes, we know. That they're a going to be coached by the best and b going to want to fucking stay here. Yeah, and and I think we've just got to lean into okay. Well, there is the opportunity. There's com- there's an, like South Africa. Yeah, there isn't enough commercial opportunity there for to be able to keep their players. But there is there is potential for that in Australia, and we've got to fucking try. Yeah, you know, and Super Rugby was a great competition. It can be again. Agreed, Ricky. I want to ask you a question. So this is what I've been thinking about, about the whole Eddie Jones thing and the coaching and stuff like that. Alan Jones is a fuckwit. Yeah, yeah. But he does speak some truths, right? When, when, it, when it comes to rugby, he's occasionally fucking hits it on the head. Yes, and he mentions something about, like, I think the next coach needs to be Australian because I think we need to be really working on the... Um, the pathway system, mm. right? Looking and you only really know that if um, you've been you're an Aussie, right? And you've been, been involved, involved in it, right? See, so, I, yeah. But okay, I heard you on. guys talking about Dan McKellar, who's now put his hand up and so no, no dice and blah blah blah. And you said Andy Fran and all this shit, right? Mm. So well known that David Nusafura um, is the guy, it, yep. but ha- was the guy who spearheaded the centralisation in Ireland that absolutely crushed well, not, it. And he, not spearheaded, no, but, but implemented and well, not even implemented. Um, mate. He, he just optimised re- it. Yeah, he just really took advantage of a good system and fucking ran with it and optimised it, yeah. right? So I wanted to. I was thinking, right, if somehow by the grace of God we were able to get. David Nusifora to take the, I guess, director high performance. of rugby, yep. high-performance yep. role here in Australia. Yes. Do you reckon we'd be able to get Ronan O'Gara as our coach? Oh, fuck, man. I, Do you I, I, think I, about it? Yeah, yeah. Would yeah. that 
in an ideal world, be the ideal fucking makeup because you would have David Nasafora who knows how to run high performance and knows how to set up and run and optimize a fucking system based around alignment and centralization. Then you've got the Irish connection with Ronan O'Gara, and then Ronan O'Gara has shown through the Crusaders and then through La Rochelle Mm. that he is a fucking phenomenal coach. So you would still have David Nusifora who has that connection to the club rugby system who would be able to go to a club game and say to Ronan, this is Sydney Uni, this is West Harbour. Sydney Uni are the blah, blah, blah. West Harbour are some battlers and he might go, but look at that fucking poly cunt on the wing. You could turn... He might look at that poly cunt on the wing. You could turn him into fucking whatever, right? And then look at that honky playing number eight for fucking Sydney. What's his name? Let's work on them, right? That, for mine, would be the fucking elite coaching high-performance setup in Australian rugby because you would tick every box. You would have a fucking known winning coach. You would have a known high-performance fucking manager who knows the Australian rugby environment, who is a fucking winner. Like... Mate, it would be Bro, perfect. It, it would, would be, be perfect. fucking. And imagine it, the style of football the fucking Wallabies man. would be playing under Ronan O'Gara. Yeah. You'd have fucking big second rowers who would just fuck cunts up, and you would have fucking like a twelve who would just decimate cunts, and you'd have a fucking ten who would just be like, "Hey, look, look at this Mate, crazy I, shit." I, I, I would fucking love it. It just don't see it happening. No, I know, but I was thinking see, about it. But how un fucking but. Mate, would if be I unreal. was Hamish McLennan, I would take my eyes wide shut mask off. <laughs> I'd pull my dick out of that pig and I'd be like, all right, boys, trousers on. It's time to fucking get shit done. Go in the toilet and jerk off and finish it off. Wipe the glitter off my penis. I'd be like, Ronan, David, what the fuck do we have to do to get you cunts here? Yeah. Like, even if they're like, oh, I'm contracted for two years and David Nussifor is like, you fucking killed my fucking dad. Get out of my face. I'd be like, how much? How do we move past this? Like, <laughs> how, how do we move past me killing your father? Get your mask. Let's go. <laughs> like, I would be fucking throwing the soiree of all fucking soirees in France. Yeah, mate, like, yeah. I would actually be like, mate, if you want to throw your fucking Moulin Rouge parties in France to fucking sway these cunts... Now's the time to fucking spend that money, bro. Yeah. Like so, new Sephora, That cut yeah. came home like two weeks after the World Cup final. By yeah. the way, yeah. Which but is, well, uh, granted, he was like, and look, was credit to Hamish McLennan. Like, but hold on, before before you go down this path, sorry. mate. Like so, new Sephora, <laughs> he doesn't. I don't. think I was he like wants a bar. saying to Re, I'm like, I reckon we might be able to fucking. I'll keep it under an hour tonight because like I'm not afraid to fucking tell Chips to shut up. <laughs> but now Darcy's isn't here to like tell, tell us you to, to shut, shut the fuck up. Because he's not afraid to tell me to shut the fuck up. Yeah. So New Sephora, right? Like I, from everything that I've read, it doesn't sound like he wants a bar. He he finishes up June next year. He's doing a bit of a. He's in a handover period. Like he's finished up, but he's got a handover period effectively till June. Yeah. Um. I from everything you read, he's been sounded out. Doesn't want a bar of it. Ronan O'Gara will not want a bar of coaching the Wallabies. You know, he was he was half in, and he wants to be an international coach. <laughs> Just not the Wallabies. Not the Wallabies, mate. No, but imagine if you went. We've got David Nussifora, yep. and you have free reign, and you have an open checkbook to the extent of like. <laughs> Yeah. By way of like Mate, the checkboard of like the, you the, the, get to yeah, fucking I, I so invest the point, the point in the making, game the way you want to invest. The point you're making around um, the ideal it starts with the perfect high performance director of rugby person, and which is why I think a lot of people are thinking, well, it doesn't fucking matter who the Wallaby coach is, unless you get that appointment right, 
the director of rugby, one, someone who can actually optimise, as you say, maximise the pathway. And as you know, no one, no one fucking half decent is going to want to take that job unless they can see that they they can fucking they can optimise it. They can like Newsafor left because he could, he felt he couldn't. You know, and yeah. so, and, and centralization, alignment, fuck it, whatever you want to call it, that has to happen for anyone. Anyone, I think, half decent to want, like, well, sorry, anyone half decent and to be able to feel like they can make change, they can implement like the right sort of system. Which is why I said to Darcy the other week, and fucking a lot of people are saying, doesn't matter, fucking, you know. Um, all it doesn't, all these hurt feelings don't matter, and, and it doesn't matter if you look at it and go, oh, "Hamish McLennan, you can't trust that cunt." Why? Why would we? Why would we? Why would we let him? Um, you know, have complete control. What matters is that there is a system that someone who is capable can actually make the right changes and implement um, a good, proper path, like high performance environment. Because Hamish McLennan will come and go. But if the right structures are in place, someone will see the opportunity and fucking run with it. So you were saying last week about who you obviously want Andy Friend would be a really good option. I think as, be as really the coach, because because most of so who it, for high performance? Then? Well, fucks me. Do man. you have to go outside of the sport? I think you might. Or they've I th- done well, that sorry, with no, the women's no, game. Not necessarily, not necessarily. Sorry, not necessarily outside of the sport. No, outside of the country. Okay. For that, um, I think you do need a rugby person. Um, but you, you want someone who's had experience. Like Nusifor is perfect, I get that. But you, you need you want someone who's had experience in that sort of system. So if it's a Kiwi or if it's a fucking Irish, like it, or if it's an Australian who's been involved in, in that, I don't know. I don't know who the options are. But I don't it, know enough. It's, of it's the re- those it's, people. Correct. Too. It's a re- it's the it's the more important appointment. But they can't do. They can only do so much if. The governance structures still make it difficult. Like we always, you know, you always, you always see fucking, you know, coaches complaining about, you know, Wallaby coaches complaining when when I when I got the boys from Super Rugby, they just weren't fit enough. Yeah, you know, so so whether that's more games fixes that, or whether a better, a more aligned high performance pathway fixes that, there's got to be the right people that can go into the Super Rugby clubs and say, you're not doing this well enough, you're not doing that, or fucking, so that. We can fucking put this all to bed and just say, okay, we now have the fucking, we now have the governance pathway structure that we need to fucking give this a red hot crack, and then we can, then we can get a fucking, then you can get a gun coach who's going to feel like, you know, I've got something here. Yeah, unlike Eddie Jones, Eddie Jones, fucking, fuck him. He he knew that that was going to be difficult. He should have, he should have been in for the fucking Mate, long he, haul. I just that. think like, oh, actually no, we can't fucking. We're not going to get. To, we're not going to. Start no, I just want to give camp. my thoughts. Okay. I am blown away with this fucking martyrdom that he is trying oh, to paint. Fucking, it is what I reckon he's demented. Yeah. I reckon he's got dementia, and normally I wouldn't laugh at no like someone with dementia or like call him a fuckwit, but he's a fuckwit. Yeah. I, I look. We, we've, we're over now, and now we're we better. are, man. So, was, so while nine, away, let's, I'm let's, like, let's, how the fuck do you cunts go yeah. so long? Nineens. Let's talk about the nineens. What about Reds versus Panasonic? No, nah, we'll finish with that. All right. Nineens, under nineens final. Fucking Brumbies versus the Waratahs. Awesome game of footy. Mm. So just great for people to watch it, just because one, it shows you the talent is there. Like the talent's fucking there. Lockie Hooper's fucking sick. Yeah. 
Yeah. And look, he's the question is whether he's a fucking actual, you know, whether he's effective enough at the breakdown for what Australians consider a seven to be. I think he's a long-term seven. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, he's good at disrupting them all. Tall unit too. Yep, yep. And he's going to thicken up. Um, but you look at like that Jack Harley. Yeah, out of brothers here. Yeah, so he had a fucking, he's had a great fucking season with them, you know, uh, with the Brumbies. Toby McPherson, BBC product, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was anyway. Fucking great fucking season, like great competition with the Brumbies. You know, and then the a lot of you know, there's a few, there's a sprinkling of fucking um, guys from the John Dent Cup, who are fucking good footy players, and then they've taken all the rejects from New South Wales, and they've the Brumbies are just reiterated that yeah, we are we are the best system yes in Australia. Like they have taken this all these players who don't have that cohesion. And they have been since it went pro in the mid-90s. Like, they they that, have been. Yeah, and that New South Wales team, like a lot of them have probably played together since under-15s, under-16s in various rep teams. The Brumbies took all these disparate threads and fucking and won a comp. Really short time Undefeated frame. too. Undefeated. And played fucking good footy. There's some incredible Who's fucking footy players. Who's that 10 for the Brumbies? Oh, Cullen Gray. He's um, a Fuck, Kiwi. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she just reeks of Kiwi ten. He does, eh? It? Yep. Um, <laughs> mate, but there's, Kiwi there's 10. yeah, he does, eh? But like, even the name is so fucking Kiwi, yeah, Cullen, Cullen Ray. Ray. I, I, and the eligibility thing will be interesting there. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna release. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bully you into releasing a oh, yeah. Look at those a, dogs, a, a, an under twenties training squad. So rugby Australia announced. You've already sent that to me. Haven't you? I have. Yeah. You sent it to me a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, and I've updated it. I've updated a couple of names here. And I think there, I so. said to you yesterday. I'll look at it last night. But it was my second <laughs> wedding anniversary last yeah. night. Well, there you go. That's, I wouldn't want to get in the way of that. Nice <laughs> bacon deluxe. Yeah, we both had bacon deluxe. I had the hunger tame a box room, big boy. Ooh, so I need a little bit extra. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I got gastro late yeah, last I week. Know, that's I why I wasn't. I don't, don't want to get. No, it I'm explaining to people. No, no, no. And then I don't got to hear it. about your shit. That's your two anniversaries Ree and I have had, and both times she had gastro. <laughs> last year, I'll tell this fucking funny story. She was. We were going to go up to Sandstone Point Hotel, and then she was just like, oh, I just feel a bit shit." I'm like, "Look, just stay in. We'll just chill out. We got Sunny. We'll just fucking vibe, and we'll do something nice, right? Later on." And then she was like sitting on the toilet. And then she comes out, she's like, she's sitting on the toilet and just like got sick and vomited. I'm like, loose. But she was so nonchalant. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, loose. Thinking like, and she's like, do you mind cleaning up? I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Thinking because she, A, was so nonchalant about it. Yeah, and yeah. B, asked me to clean it up. I was like, oh, it must have just been like, oh, blah. And I walk it, in. It was the exorcist. Was fucking <laughs> massive fucking vomit. And I'm like, whoa. And I walked out like, laughing. She's like, what? I'm like, I thought you were so fucking chill. And I was like, oh, you must have just been like, oh, blah. Yeah. And it's fucking huge. <laughs> Luckily, we've got a big bathroom, but it was just fucking like. Two meter diameter <laughs> spew on the fucking tiles. I, was I like, bet she fucking loves you telling this story. Eh? She hates it probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I shit myself on Friday morning. Oh, uh, that makes it better. Like, yeah, no, I throw babe, myself no, under babe, the it's bus. Good, it's cool. I told. Don't her, worry. I told her about I how I shit myself, myself and you had to clean me up. 
<laughs> no, she didn't clean I, me up. I made Mark. <laughs> no, I woke up. So Sonny was feeling sick. So Sonny, uh, Re was sleeping on the floor next to her crib. So lucky I was in the bed by myself and I'd already called in sick the night before because I was like, my tummy. <laughs> and I woke up to like me just like, and I'm like, ah, whoa, whoa. So I like, ran to the toilet and I like, take my pants off and it's just shit all over my butt and legs. And it's like dripping on the floor. And I'm like, no. And I sat on the toilet. It was like, and then I'm like cleaning it and I'm like, oh, there's so much poo. And it's so wet all over my legs. And then I like mopped up the shit on the floor and like held it on my butt and took my shirt off. And so I'm like, I can't have a shower because I wake my daughter up. And it's like 5.15 in the morning and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is bullshit. What do I do? Oh, fuck. So I'm like just holding, I put my poo pants in my shirt, wrapped it up and I'm holding it over my butt and like walking through my room real quiet so I don't wake my daughter up. Just naked with shit on my butt <laughs> All over my legs And then like sat down had a shower And I was like in the spare room And Ree came in She's like you alright No I text her yeah. I'm like I just pooed my pants <laughs> So she walked in She's like you alright I'm like <sighs> Oh you made Mark Big time Okay I made Mark <laughs> But anyway so What are we talking about? 19s <laughs> Um it's if you look at um, from a Queensland perspective, fucking you'd, you'd be incredibly oh. frustrated that McPherson and Harley have been two of their best when uh, the Queensland fucking back five have been a real weakness for them in the in the, in the pack for the nineteens. Um, and then you, if you're New South Wales, you look at some of the guys playing for the Brumbies and you go, "Fuck me, um, what are we doing here?" Those are those are New South Wales boys who are fucking. Outperforming the guys that we picked, and it's 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 such a fucking good story that the Brumbies are still doing that, you know, taking you know, not just taking the rejects, but now taking the the best. Mm. It used to be well, they want to go there. You know what I mean? Like you you hear people say, like I remember talking to Doss, like Aiden Tara about Mm. it, and he was like, "Mate, it's just it's weird, man. When you're down there, you just know that this system is fucking Mm. legit." Like, it just, it feels different. And he was like, you can't even really put a finger on it. But he goes like, you know, you're there to play fucking footy and you know that, right? Like, and it just, and that's why players want to go to the fucking Brumbies. Like, Canberra fucking sucks. (laughs) Canberra fucking sucks, dude. Like, (laughs) politician fucking dickheads everywhere. Prices are so fucked and there's nothing to do and it's ugly and fucked and it stinks and it's shit. And like cunts who were born in Canberra are fucking weird. <laughs> like it's the most fucked place in Australia, yet fuck they're good at footy, mate. Yeah, and, and I remember what I was I remember what we were talking about. So um I've 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 picked a little uh junior wallabies training squad for next year. Uh the rugby show are gonna announce their I think it's forty three man training squad next Monday. Oh sweet. So I got a few days. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get ours out before then and uh very curious for Thursday those Thursday night. Thursday Thursday night. You better. I hate that I said that. Yeah, I know. I didn't I put a la- I didn't put a label on it, you did, mate. But yeah, you know, for those that did that watch That keeps me honest. Yeah, well please be honest. But I'm um, a mind can't <laughs> notorious. So for those that did watch that nineteens comp. Um, particularly those with Queensland goggles on. Uh, I'm very curious to hear what you think because I don't think you like it. Fuck no. Anyway, we're going to get that up, so please keep an eye out for it. Now, the Reds, Panasonic. 
Fuck so, yeah, dude. So, so I, I, I went out to Ballymore to watch. Um, yeah, I obviously was shit myself. Pooing my pants. Um, <laughs> so Anna and I went out. Seemed um, like a fucking decent crowd. 3,000, I think. Fuck, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. That's that whole fucking stadium. Close plus, to. Close to. I think that's about, yeah, 2,800 or 3,000. Yeah, it, the, that, that, the, that, that wasn't full, but people were sort of filtering. Scattered around. around. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, mate, what I really loved about it is you could automatically see the difference in the Reds' attack, their intent. Under Les. Yes, mate. Well, look at the fucking side they picked, mate. That is nothing but attacking footy. Yeah, exactly. And there's some there's some uh, concerns around the side picked and whether and whatnot, which I'll jump into. But firstly, the attack, mate. Yeah, the Reds have been guilty for the last three, you know, under Brad Thorne of like not really letting the ball do the work or putting the ball into space and getting people into space. It's been very much like trying to beat the man, you know, yeah. by going through Win him. Win the collision. Yeah, Win yeah. Win the battle. Yeah, and mate, they were le- the this Reds team was letting were letting the ball do the, was letting the ball do the work. It was putting people in space. Had Lawson missed- go at twelve. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, good in attack, but mate, he's not a twelve. Nah, he's not he's a twelve. A 10. He's a ten. He's a ten. But Harry Lachlan, Harry McLaughlin Phillips was fucking awesome. He's the man. He is. He man. is. He's a footy player, mate. Mate, he is. He's, he's him be, and he's Louis Workshon are just footy players. Yeah. Hence why they can play anywhere in the back line. But you go. What are their best positions? Harry Fluke had a really good game. Oh man, I love Josh Fluke. He, 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 he's the, our answer to fucking Conrad Smith. The ball got past him pretty well, which you know is always the thing you look for on a thirteen. Does the ball get outside? Um, Matt Greeley was fucking good on the wing. Like I was saying, the I was saying to Das last week. He's a winger. He's a winger. Just let him skin cunts. Yep. Tim Ryan. Make him. Our, make him. He's our answer to Chesney Coleman. Yeah. Him and Curry too. Right. Yep. Guys like him. Fast footwork. Just let them fucking go. So wind Tim, them up and fucking let them go. Tim Ryan. You know. Yeah. Still looks lightweight, but fuck again. He's a footballer. And he's only eighteen. Um, yeah. Well, no, I think he's nineteen, isn't he? No, nah, I think he's 20, dude. Oh, no, they graduate school now at 18, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, I think he's two yeah, years he's, out. I, think, I don't think he's in the under-20s next no. year. Um, Sorry. It's, it's, you know, the forwards, Cormac Daly, fucking Love great him. signing. Thick. Great signing. Thicker than a bowl of oatmeal, mate. mate I, I, honest, honestly, I remember watching honestly, him in Shoot Shield this year. I'm like, this can't yeah. sick. And, and you, you watch him in Shoot Shield and you wonder, will that translate? Well, mate, I think it will translate. Like, that was a pretty good Panasonic team that was on the park. Yes, it's missing... Like a lot of their World Cup guys, but it's not. It wasn't as much as of a development team as it was last year. Yeah, mate, that was a that was a, that was an okay team they put on the park. And mate, Cormac Daly, like I think he'll be. I see him starting for the Reds. Nice. Yep, I see. I see him starting. I think he'll be putting he'll be putting one of Angus Blythe and Ryan Smith back to the bench. I am a little sick of seeing Seru starting in the starting in the row. Yeah. He's a fucking back row, but. Um, I think Cormac Daly, if he plays like that, like man, he just he he's perfect for what I think Les Kiss wants. With the, he does the shitters, but he's also a very strong ball carrier. You know, and he's good in D, but he but he still fucking does the shitters. Like I think he's the perfect lock for how the Reds are going to want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's going to take a starting spot. Fucking Connor Anderson was very good. Um, John Bryant was fucking unreal. I love him, eh? Big fan. Mm. Yeah, um, it, it was just you know, and Deludis was fucking fantastic when he came on. 
I saw um, the highlights of him just chopping up at scrum time. Yeah, yeah. For 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 a, for a bloke a that's big twenty, horse yeah. man. Yeah, there's a lot to work with there. He looks but it's big and strong. The issues will be like if we say that's a Reds team, the direction they want to go. Well, mate, like they look small out there. Mm. You know, it's it's not very often that you'd see a Japanese team and that is bigger On par or, or bigger. looked bigger. Like, they looked bigger, particularly in the back line, they looked bigger than the Reds. So I, I see some issues around 12-13. You know, particularly Hunter, Hunter if, if, let's say, Pasami's in there, he plays big. No one plays bigger than Hunter, but he's not very big. No. Um, and if Fluke's at 13, um, I do see, you know, we may have a little bit of trouble down, down those channels. Um, just the way the game's going in terms of bigger bodies. Um, you put Geordie Pattaya and Sully into the back line, you know, there's a bit of size Beefs there. Up a bit. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, McLaughlin Phillips, he's, an, he's not a big bloke. O'Connor doesn't play big. Liner's fucking not a big bloke at all. Um, we, we probably look a little bit light, you know, at this point in time around our midfield. And, you know, I think the pack, there's still going to be some questions around, you know, the balance in the pack in terms of, you know, where does Rongas play, where does Seri play. Will So McWright, um, second row, like, you know, Cormac Daly, I think he's in there because of, you know, he plays big. Um, he's a good Irish lock, and but, you know, you've... There's still some questions around the pack and the and around the back line in terms of size that I think, you know, and physicality. Um, but fuck me, the attack, mate, you looked and you went... There it, it is. That's, that's fucking... If they can make that formula work in Super Rugby, mate... They'll they'll score some points, they'll fucking score some points, yeah. And and if you look at the you look at the future of the Reds, if that's game's an indication of the future of the Reds, <coughs> you know, Louis Wurchin at nine, McLaughlin Phillips ten, twelve. You'd say you know um, Taj Annan, who's injured at the moment, I think. Thirteen fluke, Pattaya on the wing, Matt Greeley on one wing, made Floyd, maybe Floyd Floyd on at fullback. And, yeah, you know, these are all guys who are about 20, 20 to 22. Um, you can see then that Taj, you can see, like, if we can retain that and they can build, if they if these guys can build throughout the next five to six years, well, that, that'll be a really fucking sharp Reds back line if mm. we can retain them all. Taj, you know, he, he's just got to model his game on Geordie Barrett. Yeah. You know, tall, physical ball player. Um. If you can get that out of Taj, you know, and Fluke, Fluke he keeps it developing physically, um, mate. There's in, in the back line. There's just it looks it looks fucking solid. It looks so, solid for the next fucking five to ten years. And you think Les Kiss and his assistants are the sort of guys that could actually get the best out of him? Like the little just that just that game watching what looked to me the difference in the way they want to play the game in terms of attacking the pill, attacking with the pill. Yes. Yes, um, it's it's exciting to think if we could keep those young guys, those young Reds players together for five to ten years, because they all look like they got a fucking heap of upside. Yeah, that's um, the forwards is where I think we may need to continue to do a bit of shopping. And they are doing that, which is good. Yeah, yeah, and that's I, I think. I think know, the guys like Hodgman and Tuamanga. I think that's great. He he, good play, he played well. Um, Tuamanga Allen played well. Hodgman's not there yet. Oh, he's not playing yet, but um, I think they had to do that. 
But, yeah, there's – it's just can we get enough game – like, we'll just finish on this. Can we get enough development games, high enough level development games into these young blokes and can we keep them? If we do, fucking the Reds are looking good long term. Nice. Well, that was good, Ricky B. We're shaking hands. <laughs> Your man hands, man. Oh, that was fucking good. Yeah. Good to be back. Um, good fuck to, big good fat to, ass. Good, good to shoot the shit again, Joe Bull. It is. It is. We usually have these convos as I'm driving home from work. Yeah, yeah. And they take just as long. Yep. But it's good, man. This is fucking sick. We probably will be. Yeah, we don't know. We'll, we'll, we don't we'll, know what's happening. We might do a few episodes. There's been ideas of there. like, like just doing something to keep the wheels moving week in, week out. But also, we don't know what that looks like. Just, 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 anything, just keep your eyes peeled. There may be episodes coming out. There may not be. And we will be just actually pay attention. starting to promote things a little bit better, hopefully as well. Like actually have an idea as to what we want to do. Because you're not pooing your pants. Yeah, hopefully I'd. Fuck, man. My daughter is like a plague rat, hey? <laughs> Fuck. She started daycare at the start of September and we have just yeah, been fucked Crook since. all the way through. Two bouts of gastro, the flu for fucking Ree and Sunny that fucking fucked them up. I had strep throat. Like, I stopped a bout of antibiotics last fucking Tuesday for fucking strep throat from the week before <laughs> and then got gastro on Wednesday morning. <laughs> And my last bout of antibiotics was Tuesday morning. <laughs> I got 24 hours without being fucking sick. Man. Then, whammy. It is so fucked. <laughs> it's so fucked. Any who's will be. Yeah, I, I Tune thought, in, I, like, I, subscribe, all I, that th- stuff. I thought we'd ended on a good note, but no. No. Nah, you just had to drag us got to back drag into your shit. Um, speaking of dragging it down, uh, free Palestine. Um, <laughs> anything else bad happened in the world? <laughs> but it's true. Free Palestine. Um, in the meantime, Allahu Akbar. <laughs> <laughs>